Super Talking, Top Rope Walking, Ultimate Exit, Serious Flex, Never Be Vague with your boy Craig, and Opinion Mixing from Pizza Nixon, keep doing things in an impactful way, Bloody Nonsense as the Brits say, Talking Bloody Nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M.I.C. Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Impact. Joined as always by the one and only Peter Nixon. This is Talking Bloody Nonsense right here on the TNA IW channel. Without any further ado, it's a new week, it's a new impact, but first things first, Nixon, how's it going? Yeah, all good. Um, did a fun show on Saturday for HEW in uh, Takeley, which is just outside Stansted. Um, a lot of fun. Saw Johnny Storm. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. I had a yeah. We we had a good time. Um, a funny story, right? Quick. Um, the, one of the we were did, we did a rumble at the end, and uh, one of the guys played a rib on uh, one of the commentators and ended to Val Venus entrance theme. So uh, as soon as I heard that, hello, ladies, I instantly said to the rest of the people queuing up to go into the Rumble, right, everyone's entering to Attitude Era theme tunes now. And you'd, you'd think I was joking, right? You'd assume that I was yeah. being daft. Oh, no, the next two wrestlers... Uh, who were a tag team, to be fair, entered to the Doggy Boys theme tune. So, so I thought, okay, uh, uh, I need to do this now. Um, so I entered to Razor Ramon's theme tune, and then um, Bash entered to uh, New Age Outlaws theme tune, and so we had a bit of fun with it. I don't know if the promoter was too happy about it, but yeah, it was. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah, I mean. Why not, right? If you can yeah, exactly. make it work, it's yeah. got a. What's what's gonna be a better story in five years' time? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's obviously. It's been quite quite on the impact front recently. Uh, obviously, we had the multiverse of matches coming up next week, just which just just announced the Ultimate X competitors, in which it's uh, Rich Swan, William Mack. Mike Bailey, Trey, Jordan Grace, and I feel like I'm missing someone. <laughs> nice. That's a good uh, lineup. Yeah. One of those matches should be a bang card. And obviously, Rebellion match has been announced. So, I mean, let's just get straight into it. Um, was recently, uh, this last past week, uh, the TV tapings, recent set of TV tapings took place in Philadelphia, the 2300 Arena, aka the ECW Arena, and a, a lot of the uh, wrestlers, a lot of the staff, posted, posted some pictures on the social medias of people there. Uh, Tommy Dreamer posted a picture uh, featured the full, full-blooded Italians, uh, Nunzio, and I can't quite remember who else. Uh, Tony, Tony Mamaluke. Here we go. Yeah, very tired today. Um, uh, the the Savage Gent, uh, Victor Benjamin, uh, the husband of Lady Frost, was also there. I don't know if he got involved, but he was certainly backstage. Uh, Jonathan Gresham was there for the first day of tapings. Again, no clue if he's involved in any ring in ring action. 
But again, he was there before flying over to Progress here in the UK, which he won the Progress World Championship at. So it's an interesting week on that front. Um, as well as uh, other names backstage. And apparently uh, the owner of GCW, Brett Lauderdale, was there. Again, no clue if he was just backstage visiting uh, like the likes of Cardona and whoever else, whoever else was there. But... but yeah, he was there, which led to some people speculating about a potential relationship between Impact and GCW, which yeah, I can kind of see happening. But well, they already kind of work with each other, you know. Yeah. Pat Cardona was is working everywhere at the moment, but he, you know, he's with Impact Wrestling. Brian Myers um, has done shows for GCW. Uh, Jordan Grace worked for him um, recently at the um, Atlanta. What's it called? Center Stage. Um, so yeah, uh, there is uh, an easy sort of working relationship there already. So yeah, I don't think you know we need to dwell on the fact Brett Lauderdale was there. It's not a huge surprise to me, but it, it's cool that you know these companies are able to to swap talent. Yeah, I mean obviously, whenever Impact show up at the 2300, you're guaranteed some ECW uh, alumni to just pop up for a random match. Yeah. Usually Sabu, which I haven't heard anything about Sabu being these tapings, but I suspect he'll be there at some point. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, because right? Sabu's got heat with Jordan Grace now, hasn't he? Oh, there's that. Yeah, he's, he said some daft things about one of yeah. the like, top stars. So I can't see Sabu popping up again, I'm afraid. You know, I I was right. a huge Sabu fan. You know, what an innovating wrestler. Um, should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, really. But yeah, if if you're going to be saying silly things on Twitter, then you you're going to lose my respect, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Twitter can be uh, used as a good and bad tool, but most times used as bad now. <laughs> yeah. Let's not dwell on that too much. Try and stay positive on this. Yes, but yeah, we're from, pro, pro wrestling. Yeah, from from what I understand, it was a very very solid set of TV tapings. Um, uh, Chelsea Green did post something on her own social media, but if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to go into it because I guess it can be classed as as a spoiler. But oh, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not interested in spoilers. Yeah, it's it's out there if you want to find it. It's on a, it's on Chelsea Green's Instagram, but. It's um, but it was a good set of TV tapings. Like it, it always is in, in Philadelphia for Impact. You know, it's, it's, it's always been a, a good market for them. And uh, matches they've announced for these tapings so far. Obviously, this week we have. I won't get into, into, into too much, but we have the Lumberjack Tag Team match. We have this Knockout Street Fight. Uh, Rocky Romero is returning to Impact. So, all those set of TV tapings. I mean, it also take on all these people being backstage, like like uh, Jonathan Gresham and Victor Benjamin, because Victor Benjamin is someone Impact fans have been wanting for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool that these guys are, are showing up. If they, you know, if they do stuff on the show, awesome. Um, as I say, I don't look at the spoilers, so I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but anytime Jonathan Gresham's there, it's a, a good thing. One of the best wrestlers in the world can honestly say I've never seen um, the Savage Gent 
Victor Benjamin wrestle before. I know he's got the link to Lady Frost, so it was just a matter of time. Um, and then, yeah, you um, see the picture of uh, the FBI there, you know, Guido and Tony. So I, I loved them as a team in ECW. One of the most underrated tag teams of all time. The stuff they did with um, Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck um, and Super Crazy and uh, Doring and Roadkill, you know, um, Hot Commodity. That Those tag team matches were fantastic and kind of lost in time now because ECW was celebrated for a, sort of the 1996-95 sort of time period. But that that 2000 run of shows just isn't as celebrated. I think it's because of the whole, you know, the, the TV deal sort of falling through. But the shows they were putting on were fantastic. And yeah, as I say, they kind of they get kind of lost um, in the in the fans' eyes. And that's unfortunate because there's some great stuff um, there, and it's all on the WWE network. They are. I don't mean to plug them. I'm not getting paid by them, but uh, yeah, uh, it's cool to see so many people excited to be at the ECW arena. Um, I've always said, you know, people who get into the wrestling business, if you're a fan of wrestling, you're more likely to succeed. So it's cool to see. I don't want to see wrestlers marking out every you know every show every time they jump on instagram or whatever but to see them genuinely happy to be at a venue especially something historic like the cw arena it is cool it's very cool to see uh so yeah to see um you know matt cardona lady frost um you know all those wrestlers posting about you know being able to work in the ECW arena, yeah, it, it brings out the fan in me because they're being fans themselves. Yeah, and obviously everyone had to get that shot in front of the ECW mural. Yeah, I've seen all the pictures. <laughs> I believe it's in the men's bathroom from from remember. Oh right, right I didn't know that. I thought it was sort of in the lobby or something. If, if I'm reading what I remembering what i've read recently i believe it was in the, in the men's bathroom in the arena gross <laughs> I, I, yeah i mean interesting place to put a mural but yeah hey, everyone got a picture for front of it but yeah i mean i i do love that arena i mean i don't have the affiliation to ecw as a lot of people have because i mean you know i'm, I'm 24 so i didn't get to see a lot of ECW. I've, I've, I've recently caught up on some stuff, but the stuff I've seen of ECW, it's been it's been in the in the, the Hammerstein or in the, in the wall. You know, it's not necessarily not, not necessarily been in Philadelphia. I mean, I think I watched the ECW of the Extreme Reunion. They had they have it on DVD, but it wasn't ECW, but it was it was, um, it was set up by um, Joey Styles, and you know, it had the main event was like. Uh, Sandman was Tommy Dreamer or something or Sabu. It was along those lines, but it was just before. It was just after WWE bought ECW and turned it into WWE ECW. It was around that time. Oh. So, but I mean, yeah, of course I know what that band is all about. 
I mean, how can you not? As a wrestling fan, everyone knows what went on in that building. Yeah. And the fact that the fans are still chatting ECW to this day shows just how much of an impact they made, if you pardon the pun. Yes. So, yeah, if I'm all down for decent TV tapings. Um, Scott, I believe Scott Demore at the end of the TV tapings announced that they'll be back in September, potentially for pay-per-view. Which... Yeah, I, um, it would make sense for it to be an Impact Plus special because October is Bound for Glory. So if they yeah. turn it in September, it'd be sort of go-home yeah. shows, in essence, for, for Bound for Glory. So that'd be very cool. Looking forward to that. I mean, would it be too on the nose to do um, Hardcore Justice there? Oh, yeah, they've got to do that, haven't they? Yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it when Impact put on TV tapings and the positivity coming off social media for them is insane. Mm. And those, uh, those five fans sure got around a bit. The five fans? Yeah, everyone, all the Impact trolls say Impact's only got five fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They sure got around a bit in that arena. Yeah, there's only five fans watching on Access. There's only five fans watching on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I posted that on Twitter and I got like 12 likes, so I'm guessing <laughs> that kind of disproves that theory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm all for it. And no spoilers, which I'm pleasantly surprised about because often there's surprise, uh, spoilers. And you know, shout out to our uh, good friend Michael Cappuccini for having, he seems like he had a great time at the tapings. So, all for. All, all four impact what number shows just can't wait to see these tapings now because yeah if as good as people saying on on social media it's going to be a, a good good time is the first sh- tv episode from this taping uh tonight on on uh, access tv yeah yeah nice first one yeah yes yeah, <clears throat> we bang i can't wait to see it um so yeah me. That was the TV tapings of Philadelphia. Now we move on to something that came out today as we record on Tuesday. Uh, Trey Miguel, the Exhibition Champion, recently did an interview. I believe it was on Fightful, but I'll double check that. And uh, made the, a pretty uh, decent point, in my opinion, on about the impact on the Forbidden Door situation. And that impact haven't really be able to go through it as much. I mean, obviously, you can go and look at uh, the Good Brothers going on behind AEW quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> Josh Alexander appearing on New Japan Strong. Same with the Good Brothers in there. Or um, John Schuyler on New Japan Strong. Obviously, Mike Bailey is coming through now. Um, Chris Sabin. <laughs> There's quite a few on, on the New Japan side. And, but then, and Diana on the AAA side as well. So, okay, it's an interesting uh, discussion because when when it was just Impact and AEW, I completely agree that Impact did not get to walk through that door, forbidden door, as much as they should, considering they opened it essentially. They, not essentially, they did. The Impact have been doing the forbidden door for quite some time. But, and what's your sure, take on this because from New Japan I don't think we can say that Impact haven't had a chance of walking through a forbidden door 
I know he did say that the big stars have, the big stars in Impact Size have gone through that door, but you know, the likes of like Trey Miguel or uh, Insert Wrestler here hasn't really had much of an opportunity to walk through it. So, what's your take on that? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, Impact Wrestlers are going to appear on New Japan because, you know, they're they're not well partners is the wrong word, but they're, they're on the same TV station. So it makes sense for the talent exchange there. But as far as Impact wrestlers, you know, during that time period when Impact were working with AEW, yeah, you didn't see many people from Impact go over to AEW. But I think that's more because Tony ha- Tony Khan has such a um, bloated roster as it is that probably couldn't fit any Impact guys on there. Um, if if there was space, I'm sure he would have had some of the X Division guys come and mix it up with the Young Bucks, for example. But you do see Impact wrestlers here, there, and everywhere. You know, like we said earlier with GCW, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver, um, you know Giselle Shaw um, over here in the UK. Uh, I mean, the it's a it's a weird one. I, I do get what Trey is saying. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really know what to say about it, honestly. What's your take on it? See, I, I made my uh, some points in uh, bringing this topic up in the fact that you've had all these guys going over to into New Japan. And of course, Dion is the Reigns Reign champion, you know. But again, I... Yeah, like I said, I can see where Trey's coming from on this because Impact opened that door up and they haven't really had much for other than the world champ, people in the world title picture or the tag team champions. Obviously, the, the Good Brothers have that uh, groundwork laid down already from their, also from time in Japan. So that's already there and obviously being part of the, of the, uh, of the elite so it makes sense to go over there, although they haven't been in AEW since. Mm. And in his interview, he mentioned that uh, Moose and Sammy Callahan went over there and referred to AEW, and they didn't technically go to AEW. They were in no. the arena they used, yeah. but they weren't technically in AEW. And yes, they did use the crowd, the um, wrestlers in the crowd that AEW had during the pandemic. So... <clears throat> Or during the height of the pandemic, but it, I wouldn't, I don't count it because it was, it was on Impact TV. Yes, they used their ring, but it was still Impact logos. Uh, and although the the young books did pop up, it's it, it wasn't the same as them being on Dynamite. Mm. And the only representation we had of the World Championship on. Dynamite AEW was Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. So it is a difficult one because Impact have gone through that forbidden door a few times. I mean, Mickey James is obviously a big, big example of that, walking through arguably the biggest forbidden door. Mm-hmm. So. But she wouldn't have had I, that opportunity if she hadn't have been a WWE legend. You wouldn't see, you know. Uh, well, you wouldn't see Tasha Steeles, for example, 
um, yeah. pop up in the Royal Rumble because she's not WWE alumni. You might have seen Diana Perazzo, um, but I think she's far bigger now, far more popular, higher profile now than she was in her WWE run. So, yeah, it's it, different circumstances for different people, I guess. Yeah, it, like I mentioned earlier with Mickey James, yeah, it takes me back to what AJ Styles said, that even though it's kind of a, diff, a different thing, but he said that only X WWE should be able to walk through the forbidden door into WWE. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, like, like I said, you can see where Trey is coming from on this topic, and he does make some valid points in the interview. But I, I think enough people have walked, have gone through to other companies, and they've had. So I just can't agree fully that Impact haven't had a, a fair shake walking through the door, because they have. And yeah. Josh Alexander, Josh Alexander had, I believe Josh is undefeated in in New Japan Strong. Right. He's in two, two matches, but I believe he's undefeated. And it impacts like a, a major rub from all these companies, even though they don't necessarily need them because, well, in a sense they do, but to a casual viewer looking. You don't necessarily know who Rocky, Rocky Romero is unless you watch the Good Brothers stuff on, on, their, on their channel, the other talking shop stuff. Like, obviously, Suzuki's obviously a, are a different, it's a different caliber, so that gave Impact a big rub. But I think I just can't fully agree with what he's saying on that. I mean, it, Trey made it very clear that it wasn't because of Impact management. You know, it wasn't a, a shot on Impact Wrestling, not getting their wrestlers out there. It was more about, do you reckon there's still that stigma of lol TNA? Is that what Trey was getting at? I mean, in, in terms of the idea of lol TNA, I mean, IWC, absolutely. There's still that small part of that IWC who can't get the bad taste of the tea out of their mouth, mm. which up until three years ago, I could understand a bit more. Now, I don't, I don't get it because Impact have worked their asses off, started back from the bottom to get to where they are now, to working with every major company in wrestling today. No other company has done that. WWE, obviously, uh, but during the actual year, obviously, they had like some New Japan stars coming over. That was when New Japan was just taking off, and there was still a good relationship with WWE and Antonio Inoki. So that's what happened. Or you had some Mexican stars coming over, like uh, Hector Garza, for instance. Uh, so, and of course, Miss Terms, Juice and Liger, probably in NXT, had a great match with Tyler Breeze. A great match. But like Liger's kind of been everywhere as well. So I think there is a, a still a small part, but it, if it's the companies doing that, then Impact shouldn't be working with them anyway. 
if they that company can't move past that that bad rep of TNA, maybe Impact should be working in the first place. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day. When um, Impact Wrestling aren't going to shed that reputation overnight, and it, it has been four years since the Redemption pay per view, which you know, Redemption that show for me was the statement of we are a new company you know we are moving forward you know forget the that shit from the past um you know this is impact wrestling this is not tna um so that's the the catalyst for me when i look back um from that moment forward uh, you know this is impact wrestling as we see it today so it's only been well nearly four years so you know it, it's it was 15 years of uh, of tna at that point yeah 16 years um so that's a long time and a fair amount of shit to sort of try and wipe from people's minds but you know it will happen you know if uh, you know if impact carry on as they are which i'm sure they are you know that's evident from watching the tv shows we'll get there you know we will change people's opinions enough to you know improve viewership um improve pay-per-view buys i i, I mean i don't see the figures for for ratings youtube subscribers or um pay-per-view buys but they have to be getting better there's there's no way with this quality of a show that word doesn't get around and and uh ratings start going up yeah i mean just to touch on the ratings thing just very quickly because we talk we talk about a lot on this channel and it just low ratings aren't the isn't the end of the world no because this because just because people aren't watching on the night does not mean they're not watching it later on. Like, just chill out on the ratings. It, it shouldn't matter to the fans. As long as the TV company are happy with it, who, who are we to say it's, it's poor ratings? Yeah. Well, it's like we talked about before we started recording. Um, people consume television differently in 2022. Um Myself and Kaylee, we don't have an aerial on our house, so we watch all of our TV through streaming services. Um, and I think more and more people are watching TV on their phones or um, on tablets or uh, what's it called, Fire Stick, you know, yeah. on on streaming apps. So yeah, I mean that's why I pay the four ninety nine a month on YouTube for the uh, Ultimate Insider. Um, right. it's, it's a great deal, you know. Um, I wouldn't be able to watch Impact otherwise. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Like like we said, you know, um, people get bogged down with the ratings, but it means jack shit in this day and age. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's, if it's a low, it doesn't really doesn't fucking matter. Just enjoy what you're watching. Don't focus on the ratings. It's not the nineties anymore. You can watch everything and not have to worry about TV ratings. Yeah, and you know if if the ratings are bad, who are they competing against? You know, exactly. 
it's the it's Anthem's own TV network as well. Yes. So it as long as Anthem are happy, who cares? Just enjoy it. Um. Yeah, obviously, like I've said, just recap on that. I, I, I Trey made some good points in the interview, but I don't fully agree with the statements he's made about Impact not getting a fair shake because as Impact can't get booked everywhere. Eric Young is uh, coming over to the UK next month, next couple of weeks. He's and he's fully booked. <laughs> So that just proves that people are watching and want Eric Young on their show. <clears throat> so yeah, that was see that's the first subheading and the main headline. Now it's time for the re-preview. Uh, so <clears throat> give it, get it up because a lot seemed to go on this week. Uh, in the review of this week's last week's impact, we had uh, the Mercy Machine Guns defeating the Bullet Club in. What some deem controversial circumstances. Uh, we also had Steve Macklin defeating Rhino. Uh, the inspiration forgave Caleb with a K. Heath and Rhino are back and looking to challenge for his tag team championships. Rupinda Gurja defeats Larry D. Uh, with Brian Myers, uh, commentator pro, alternative commentary at ringside. Louis Morrissey comes out for the match. Brian Myers just legs it before poor, poor rushing gets put for a table. What a great uh, bump that was. Phenomenal. That was so cool. And the face expression, just loved every second of it. Uh, backstage, we have Ace Austin, who is sure that his friend Speedball Mike Bailey will qualify for the Triple Threat X Division Championship match coming up at Rebellion. Uh, on a, on a, no more, send a message to Josh Alexander before being interrupted by Alicia Edwards. Dion Perrazzo defeats Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost in a triple threat champ champ challenge to attain both the Ring of Honor Women's World and Triple A Rena Duranus Championships. Uh, it was announced on BTI that we in a lumberjack match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships between Violet by Zion and the Good Brothers this week on Impact. Also, at, at Rebellion, we have an eight tag team elimination match for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, Jonah defeats Nicky Dice in a matter of seconds before PCO comes back alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marsha Slamovich defeats Ari. Ari, probably if I got that wrong. Uh, Zicky Dice it goes in search of a wrestling school. Speaking of a wrestling school, Swingers Dungeon is now open for business with uh, guest trainers like so Tony Chimmel and Bruce Hart. <laughs> <laughs> in the main event, Josh Alexander defeats Matt Taven. Uh, before Impact goes off air, Moose shows up at Josh Alexander's house to hand the contract or to give the contract to his wife, Jade, not Jen, <laughs> to hand into the Anthem offices. A lot to unpack there, but I want to, as soon as it happened, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on it. The uh, Zicky Dice, PCO, Jonah thing. I, I had to get your, I thought get your thoughts on that first, so have at it. I love that it was so tame for PCO, literally just getting off a stretcher. And it makes me think, are they going to ramp it up every time he comes back? And is it going to get more and more elaborate, more and more wild? So, yeah, I'm excited to see 
what else they can do with the reanimating PCO. Yeah, one of the highlights of the show, obviously, for me. Um, I'm a massive PCO guy. But yeah, um, I hope it leads to some sort of gimmick match at the pay-per-view at Rebellion. Um, return match, because I really loved that first PCO and Jonah match. And if they do something... I don't, I don't know what kind of match they would have, but can you imagine what PCO is going to do to outdo his performance from Sacrifice? Because I thought I'd seen it all in that match, but if he's holding stuff back, I mean, he might actually die. Yeah. I, I'm, I didn't like the fact Zicky lost, but I understand it, given what's going on. So I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. I want to. I was a bit wary at first, thinking where they're going with the Ziggy Dice thing, but no, it was cool. I mean, for me, Swingers Dungeon was the highlight. Yes, a, a that was massive, great. massive highlight. It was so good. You Joy Swinger is. I mean, what we've had, like Swingers Palace, we've had all that, you know, uh, all that type of stuff. Wrestle House, and Swinger just delivers and just smashes it every single time. So I cannot wait for Swingers Dungeon. I like the little thing from Lance Storm, so I do not endorse this school. Yeah. I thought that was phenomenal stuff. The list of um, guest trainers and intergender tag teams. <laughs> Just and the uh, demolition mizarks. Yeah. Like, just, just great stuff. I want to um, go back to Steve Macklin and Rhino quickly. Mm. Second second week we've had uh, Anthony Corelli, the former Santino Marana, on commentary. Obviously, uh, Max and Jeff talked about it a bit in a bit more depth on the mothership, but it's confusing as to why he's there because doesn't feel like we necessarily need it. I I mean I'm, I'm okay with it for now, but. I don't think necessarily need a three-man booth at this point. But do you, what, do you see this leading to anything? Like, I don't think so. I think um, he is local, isn't he? I think he lives in uh, not maybe not Kentucky, but I oh know Kentucky think... is the state. Uh, he might, yeah, he might live in Louisville. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with it if he's just doing commentary for these. Past two or three shows, yeah. but I don't think he is a necessary addition to the roster because he hasn't added anything to the yeah. uh, to the product. Um, I, no one has ever paid to see Anthony Corelli. People pay to see Santino Morella, and that's copyright of WWE, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a, clearly a great trainer with the Battle Battle Ops Academy. No. If Impact want to bring him on as a like a lad storm role as a trainer, all for it. But I I, I really don't understand all this. Um, on and the uh, Bupinda Gaja and Larry D match, probably Larry D's best match in Impact. <laughs> and I, it's as a uh, as big big fan of Triple Triple XL. It's frustrating that Larry is no longer with the company. 
and it's one is probably is one match back as like a oh here I am type thing. Probably his best match, and it was there to put over Bipender. I it it didn't necessarily work for work for me. I thought because like Max mentioned on uh, on the ship that Larry D is the hometown hero if you like. Yeah, he's not. Bupinda isn't going to get over at that point. So I don't understand it. It was, but, uh, it was an enjoyable match. Probably the most I've enjoyed a Bupinda Gaja match. I think he's really good. Um, I'd, I'd never heard of him before he debuted on Impact. Was it three, four weeks ago? Defeating John Skyler? Um, apparently, I, I didn't recently found this out, but he did have a, uh, a match in Impact before all this. He uh, he had a trial between the DC Hit Squad, but oh, okay. lost. Uh, uh, the ref referee Cam for BCW, uh, he's he, um, hit him with the frog splash in six one nine. He's the one that got that ref laid out. Right. So he has been. He did pop up an impact. Okay. Yeah, I think he's been really impressive in these last three outings. I think people are quick to shit on him because he's a newcomer that isn't a name. You know, people expect uh, people to show up on Impact from WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor. And when people, when essentially nobodies turn up and try to prove themselves, it takes a while for people to catch on. So, And it will happen. Because he's really good, and he's got a little bit of charisma, and I'm, I'm sure he can work on that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see more from Bupinda Guja. Maybe it's, it's just me. I just haven't found haven't found anything I can connect with yet. I mean, well, I, I like that I with do... John Skyler. Like I've said before, yeah. he just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, 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 like, it's each to their own. I mean, I do like his spear for middle rope. Mm. I think that's you know, that's cool, but apart from that, I'm hoping you know we can like something can happen, turn it around. Now, before we uh, go on to the preview, I wanna we've got to talk about uh, Machine Guns versus Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. Because that finish, I I've watched it back a couple of times. And I swear, Jay White makes it. I cause I if I may be going blind, but I. I'm convinced Jay White made Jay White made that save. So, and, do you think, Craig, that the finish was fucked up? Do you think Jay was meant to um, <laughs> make the save and the match continue, or do you think that was the actual grand finish? See, this conversation that Machine Guns was supposed to win anyway, but maybe I think maybe not quite that early. But again, I I just don't know. I it looked like it wasn't. It looked like it was an accident because machine guns didn't react straight away. They didn't accelerate straight away. They looked at each other. But I mean, I, I I'm convinced Jay White made that made that save. It was a great match all the way through. The finish, like I say, a little bit little bit dodge. But I mean, I don't know. What's your take on it? Because I I'm. I, I'm convinced they won't win that save. 
I loved the match. I thought it was better than Shelley versus Jay White from Sacrifice. Um, and I think that was the finish that was meant to happen. I think Jay just missing on the save attempt was totally planned. And it keeps, it gives Bullet Club a little bit of face, you know, in, in losing. I'd say the machine guns on their reunion needed the win more than Bullet Club. Um, I am a little bit sick of Chris Bay eating the pin every single week. But yeah, <laughs> um, it, it keeps Jay White with, with a reason to complain. Um, I think it was a very well executed finish. And I think it's exactly what was meant to happen. Uh, obviously, it caused quite a bit of a. Uh conversation online like most of the things doing wrestling now mm-hmm. but and, and maybe i'm just because i can't keep, i can't look at the referee's hand as well as jay white maybe that's where i'm missing it but mm. if, if that was a mistake i'm glad having a kept counting yeah because again <laughs> if you watch the mothership you know but i completely agree with what they said in there that I'm I'm a big believer in the referee. Unless something big's happening, referees shouldn't know the finish. Referees should just be there to count, nothing else. So I'm glad that that's what happened. If if it was finished, it wasn't the finish. But uh, yeah, I I could sworn Jay White made that save. But we're getting a rematch at these tapings, I believe, for Impact announced. So hey. Let's, let's go again. I'm all yeah, for absolutely. it. But I agree. Chris Bay is eating the pin too many times for my liking. But obviously, when you're teaming with when you're teaming with Bullet Club, you I think Chris Bay has to be the one to eat the pin if Bullet Club are losing. Yeah, afraid so. It's unfortunate for him because he's you know he's a massive star. Oh, pardon, my voice is breaking all of a sudden. He shouldn't be in a position where he's losing every week. But I understand that's his job at the moment. Um, and I'm sure it will turn around for him eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Bay tweeted that he wants to, by the end of the year, he wants to fulfill the prophecy, if you like, of him becoming Impact World Champion. And By the end I, of this year? By the end of the year, yeah. Ooh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. End of next year, I can honestly see it. I think yeah. Chris Bay and Steve Macklin are going to be top guys by the end of next year. Yeah. Not this year. <laughs> I mean, take a lot of building on Impact's part to yeah, get those, all those losses off him, but I know stranger things have happened, right? Yes, exactly. So. Yeah, now we'll go on to the uh, the preview part of the pre-review. Uh, a re-preview. Well, uh, yes, the Impact World Tag Team Championship rematch. Uh, it's a lumberjack match. Violent by Design versus the Good Brothers. Street fight for, for the Knockouts World Championship and in the, in the rematch for Mickey James against Tasha Steeles in a straight fight. Uh, the return of Rocky Romero facing Eddie Edwards. Uh, and Josh Alexander addresses the actions of Moose. 
so what obviously is that's just three four three matches in one segment already looks like a banging banging show what's your take on that what are you most looking forward to and how about it i think tasha and mickey james is going to be tremendous um we, we forgot to mention in the impact review josh and taven in the main event fantastic match so yeah. really looking forward to seeing um josh respond to moose's actions from last week uh i assume there's going to be some sort of brawl maybe through the crowd into the uh, streets of philly that'd be cool um it'd be it'd be interesting to see how the ecw arena looks nowadays because i can picture it from 95 96 with those white walls and those you know wooden breaches and the crow's nest in the corner um it'd be interesting to see what it looks like nowadays so I, i'd love to, for josh and moose to brawl all over the building and see kind of what it looks like now um is uh the tag title match on bti no, it's, it's uh, on the main show. Yes, I, I believe it's opening, but I can't be sure. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, should, that should be a fun match as well, uh, especially yeah. with the lumberjack stipulation. I'm interested to see who the eight teams are for this. What is it, like a tag team turmoil at Rebellion? Uh, tag, team, tag team elimination. So does that mean I, I, when I, one team loses, another team enters? Or is it Royal Rumble style? I think, I, I imagine it'll be Gauntlet. One in one yeah. out, I think. I imagine so. But yeah, I mean, I it's, interesting to see. It's, it's not fair on, uh, on the other teams, is it? Like the, the first two teams to enter probably aren't going to exit with the championships. So it's not a a very fair way of crowning champions because if you're the last team to enter you're you're far more likely to win it but yeah uh, yeah weirder things have been done in wrestling i shouldn't find that a reason to complain i'm sure it'll be a, a fantastic series of matches yeah it's, it's, because i see eight for is a is a difficult number to fit or on the on the on the on the apron. So, mm. you could, I mean, you, four is most you could do. Essentially, four you ever see the first do. ever Survivor Series where they do the the five teams versus five teams. So you've got ten wrestlers on each side, and they're all on the apron. So you you basically if you're ringside you cannot see in the ring because there's wrestlers everywhere on the apron. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, yeah, that's what I'd like to see from this tag team turmoil. I I'm I'm definitely intrigued by it as it is. Uh, the Josh Alexander thing I'm again looking forward to because it made it a bit more personal. One thing I did want to mention about Moose going to Josh's house was obviously. Uh, Josh's little boy, I believe Jet, uh, came around to his mum. It looked to me like Jet was trying to put his mum in an ankle lock. <laughs> uh, he, he was, if you follow, follow uh, Jade Chung, Josh's wife, on social media, 
Jet is always wrestling. Like he's always wrestling. I mean, um, recently, I think he power drove Barney. Right. As pretends to be his dad against Matt Taven. Oh, that's. So, um, well, as long as they're being supervised, I guess <laughs> that's all right. It's, it's, right. So I. I'm pretty sure I was trying to put his mum and ankle up there. But anyway, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Rocky Romero back in Impact. I'm always cool about that. Yeah, I love Rocky. Yeah, and I guess Eddie Edwards, that's going to be a banging match. I, cause, I just can't wait for it. The knockout street fight. Cool, I guess. I mean, it should be a great match. But... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen in this one. Tasha, is, Tasha has to retain. Yeah. So, but with VBD and Goodbrother, it could go either way. Mm. I feel like. Especially with the Lumberjack uh, situation at the ringside. All in all, it's like a great, great, great impact again. I'm sure Impact will be announcing some more stuff. As I was saying, we're filming on Tuesday. Impact usually release the full card until Wednesday or Thursday morning. So, yes, we'll find out as we watch. But now it is time for that final 10, 10, 10. If you tuned in the last week, week before, sorry, um, it was, we'll give, Nixon and I were given a little challenge. To, uh, uh, come courtesy up with, of Jack Nichols from the Craft Movement to give him a shout out. There we go. Uh, yeah, we'll give, I said, we'll give them a little challenge to come up with our uh, fantasy impact roster, if you like. Um, last week, we decided on the parameters for it. It was uh, 40 wrestlers, current impact, 40 people, current impact signees with uh, some uh, free agents thrown in there if we want to. And all titles must be represented. Um, uh, since uh, it came from a uh, friend of yours, I guess, go ahead and uh, take us through your fantasy roster for impact. Okay, right. I'll go from the top. So this is the world title picture. My world champion is Moose. Uh, so I'm going to count on my fingers here. Josh Alexander. How can you not have those two wrestlers on your roster? Wyndham Rotunda. Okay. Okay. Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. Jonah. PCO. Steve Macklin. Samoa Joe. That's okay. my world title picture. So eight wrestlers there. X Division. The champion, Johnny Gargano. Okay. Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Jonathan Gresham, Harry Smith, Dalton Castle. Right. That's my. Uh, that's my X division, but um, I've got some tag teams coming up that 
you know, if they break away in singles, could also be X Division. In fact, anyone from the X Division or the Tag Team Division could break away and challenge for the world title. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, the digital media champion is Matt Cardona. So that is eight plus seven. That's 15 people so far. I haven't done a DMC division because I think anyone from the roster at any point can challenge for the DMC. Yeah. Tag teams. Mike Bennett and Matt Taven are the champions. I love a okay. uh, heel team being chased by uh, babyface teams. I think it's a great dynamic. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards. Jay and Mark Briscoe. Rich Swan and Willie Mack. So they are my tag teams. All right. So right now we're on 25. I'm going to um, just uh, do, before I do the women's division, my announced team, Melissa Santos as the ring announcer, and the announced team, commentary team, is Mauro Ronaldo and Matt Stryker. Okay. So that that is 28. So I'm just going to make sure I've done my maths correctly. Yeah. 40 people. So my knockouts world champion is Jordan Grace. And I've, I've done more tag teams for the knockouts division because, again, people can break away and challenge for the, the world title. Kylie Ray, Masha Sramovich, and Mia Yim. And the tag teams, the, the champions are Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay. This is a team I'm quite proud of for thinking of because it's kind of like fire and ice. It's Lady Frost and Ember Moon. Okay, 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 okay. And my two other teams are Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie and Diana Perazzo and Tasha Steeles. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my roster. I really want to, I've got a list of alternates here that at one point were on my roster, but I had to cut them. And it's so interesting to see who I've got on my alternates. So there's about 10 wrestlers here. Speedball Mike Bailey, Breezango, Mickey James, Brian Myers, Jake Something, Chris Bay, Blake Christian, Joey Janela, Eric Young, Alex Zane and Sammy Callahan. They're people that I uh, all had on my roster, but just didn't have the room for them. That's how hard this exercise was and how much fun I had with it. Everyone out there, remember when voting, you got Chris Bay and Sammy Callahan. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and Speedball. Dear me. Uh, okay. Now, I. Coming into this, I was quite confident about my roster, thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I think I've gone really, really strong. But hearing yours, I'm uh, I'm still confident in it, but <laughs> I guess we'll soon find out. Okay. <clears throat> I've gone in a similar, this, this similar way to you in the sense that I've gone 
announced team, champions, and then the rest of the roster, but is there a challenger for each title in there? Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> right. So I'll start with my uh, announcing team. Uh, the ring announcer is Christy Hemi. Okay. I thought, bring, on, bring Christy Hemi back into the fold. Fair enough. And for my commentary team, I've gone for a three-person booth. I've stuck with Tom Hannafin and Matthew Raywalt mm-hmm. and added in Vader Scott. Okay. But she did a great job on Knockouts Knockdown and I thought, I think this, a three-person booth would be cool to add a knockout end for the knockout for a knockout perspective to it. Yeah, or, it's good to have that female representative, representation, yes. I should say. Um on uh, on the announced team. I love the team of Josh Matthews and Madison Rain. Yeah. I think they did a great job. I'd like to see a, a female added back to the team. I think you've done a, a good job there. It'll be very a nice little addition to it. So now for my champions. The world champion, I've gone with Josh Alexander. The knockouts world champion, I've gone with someone who Probably doesn't need the money now, but uh, Tony Storm. Okay. I see what X- you did there. Yeah. <laughs> For the X Division champion, I've chosen Speedball Mike Bailey. Cool. Knockouts, ta- knockouts tag team champions, I had to put them back on them. The inspiration. Mm-hmm. The, the World Tag Team Championships, I'm really, really pleased with this. I've dubbed them the Swinging Dice Connection. <laughs> Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger as the, as the World Tag Team Champions. <laughs> I, I'm very... I, this, is, this isn't just a name I thought up. This has been a name I've wanted to put together for years since Zicky was in the NWA. I've been wanting this tag team. So there's Swinging Dice Connection for life now. All right. <laughs> and... My digital media champion is Matt Cardona. Yeah. <clears throat> now his, uh, my my the rest of the roster, if you like. <clears throat> so to start off with, for the knockouts uh, division, knockouts world world title division, no, no, straight away number number contender, Diana Peraza. Okay, champ, champ, champ. Um, then more knockouts that can. Also be added. Uh, Jordan Grace, Athena, Ember Moon, mm-hmm. Ty Valkyrie, Giselle Shaw, Lady Frost. Because they're just doing such a great job at the minute, so don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, title picture, I have W. Morrissey, Moose, Samoa Joe. Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry. Yes, I like it. I definitely want to see him back in Impact. <clears throat> and sort of, this is X Division technically, but also we can go to the world title picture. Chris Bay, because it has to have some Chris Bay. Trey Miguel and Ace Austin. Cool. <clears throat> and. So now it's kind of very like there's tag teams in there. Um, number contender for the tag team titles, 
mostly machine guns. And other knockouts are completely be put into teams if you know if necessary. Um, we've gone with Taylor Wilde. Oh yeah, that's a great shout. And Madison Rain mm-hmm. as a tank. Um, then I did in Sammy Callahan because it had to be done. All of for more uh, knockouts in any potential tag team here. Charlie Evans. Yeah. And Nixon Neal, Tegan Knox. <clears throat> Again, kind of mixed visions here for the rest of them, but I've gone with uh, David Boy Jr., Harry Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got some crossover there. Big Demo. Yeah. Eddie Edwards. Again, again uh, tag team with the OGK, Bennett and Taven. Eric Young. Rosemary and Sue Young. Again, Sue Young. As plenty of tag team or uh, Tasha Steels. Session Moth Martina. Mm-hmm. And Blake Christian. Blake Christian, yeah. I wanted to get him on mine. <laughs> it had to be done. Mm. Cool, good but, roster. Yeah, I think it's um it should be interesting when we put the poll up. Um yeah. well, uh, We'll try and take screenshots of uh, each roster and I put the pictures up so we can so we can get a, v- a visual on it on who we've chosen yeah. for the poll so you can vote. Um, we'll put the poll up. I'll say Friday so I guess people have people chance to watch the episode so they can uh, make up their minds some more. Yeah. But yeah, it's some very, some very interesting picks from both sides on that one. And uh, next up on next week's show uh another challenge of booking battle for glory with these rosters i which i'm very much looking forward to doing yeah that's a good fun not wait to book battle for glory with these so there you have it there's our fantasy rosters and i the fancy booking of battle for glory next week is going to be so so much fun but that is that for yet another week here on TBN. I've been the MIC and we'll continue to be the MIC. He's been Nixon and we'll continue to be Nixon. You can find us here, there and everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Sounder, Spotify, wherever else you podcast. Keep an eye out soon on our social media for a new uh, TBN chats. I guess you, you, you know by now, but it is... Uh, Representing Northwest Strong, the title championship rest, title championship wrestling women's champion, Rio. Great chat, some great chat, some last in there, some uh, talk about her career, uh, who influenced her, all that. So you can see that coming very soon. Go check out all the other episodes of TBN chats. Uh, you can see if you click on our YouTube channel, you can also see the latest episodes of the new. LOL Trina with uh, Jeff, Lucha and Johnny. You can watch all that. It's good stuff from the guys. Yeah. But it's very much uh, TNW after dark. So enjoy that. Enjoy Impact. Enjoy wrestling. Just, just enjoy what you enjoy. And until next time, goodbye, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>